Well, as you've heard, this is our 10th anniversary celebration of Christ Street Fellowship. And when we are celebrating these 10 years, what we're really celebrating is God. We're celebrating God's faithfulness, God's love, God's grace, God's enduring promises. So that's why we're celebrating. And it's good to celebrate. It's good to reflect, to look back and say, God, look at what you have done. Our church began in the mind of God a long time ago. But it began in terms of here on the ground 10 years ago. In the summer of 2014, a small group of people gathered in our backyard. Is anybody here this morning that was a part of the small gathering in our backyard? Would you look at this? Uh, you're still here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. And out of that small gathering in our backyard, we felt faith, encouragement, leading that, yep, God wants us to plant a church. And so we rented a li little bit later on in the fall of that year an indoor soccer facility in Arvada. And you talk about interesting, trying to have church. They're kicking balls out there. All kinds of stuff is going up. But we're meeting, we're praying. And then God opened a door for us to go to Jefferson High School in Edgewater. And so we went down there, we started getting ready, we bought that big trailer we have out back and, and bought all kinds of stuff to, to put together because we had to create Sunday school rooms and all of that. And so we started meeting down there and we had our big grand opening uh, in February of 2015, but we were meeting down there in 2014, getting ready for all of that. And all along the way, God has brought us the people, the resources needed to do this. And there have been many challenges, and there are whenever you plant a church. Uh, planting a church, for those of you that have been here for a while, is not for the faint of heart. It is a challenge, and we've had our share. I think of this one. We had our big grand opening in 2015 in February, and it was great. We had gone door to door. We had invited people to come. We had some momentum. We're ready to go. And the very next Sunday, we get snowed out. I get a phone call from the school. No, you can't meet this Sunday. What do you mean we can't meet this Sunday? We just started. We got to meet. How can church not meet? Well, snow, and we don't want it. Oops. Okay. Talk about a momentum killer in the very beginning. But that was nothing compared to the days of COVID. Okay. Uh, got notified that uh, we could not meet in person. We could have only 10 people in the entire building. And so we're like, well, how in the world are we going to do that? How in the world are we going to uh, keep being a church? How does that work? Nobody knew how that was going to work. So I look back and I see, oh, yes, 10 years filled with, with challenges, and I don't want to share every one, but lots of challenges. And again, that's par for the course. But when I look back, I look back and I don't see the challenges. I see God's faithfulness and blessing through the challenges. 
Let me tell you about some of them. That COVID experience, 10 of us, what are we going to do? Out of that, some incredibly creative people, Karis and uh, Gabby, if you're watching, and Juan came together and said, well, well we, we can do this. Uh, we can broadcast this. We get a thing called Switcher Studio. Was that what it's called, Karis? Switcher Studio. And we press these little buttons and we'll, we'll put up some, some uh, phones and we don't need a lot of money. And somehow the folks back home will be able to be a part of the service even though we can't gather together. And out of that, God has used that to create our online church. And we actually have a church family now beyond this building and beyond the environs of Denver. We have Mike and Irene in Arizona, Phil and Sharon, I know you're watching in Arizona, Mike and Tanya in Arizona, Greg and Tucker, uh, Greg and Laura Tucker in Washington, Mary Lou's watching from either California, wherever she's at. We have this whole church family. We pray together every Wednesday online. Uh, they're connected to us. So I see that God expanded our church through a challenge. I look back and I see His blessing connecting us with the Tree of Life Children's Center in Juarez, Mexico. I didn't know who they were. Ten years ago, I had no idea there was such a thing. I didn't know there was such a thing as a Nate Shrimp or a Tree of Life or anything. You never know when you start out a great adventure with God. But we got connected to them. Jason Hart connected us to Nate. And then all of a sudden, our church adopted this amazing ministry in Juarez, Mexico, and embraced them, brought them in, and now they're a part of us. God encouraged us to make a podcast out, out of all of our services and put them up on Google and on Apple so we could spread the Word of God around the world. And last year, there were a thousand downloads of our messages from places like Germany and Thailand and all around the world. And then, God encouraged us by bringing us Pastor Nate and his family and all their relatives and friends <laughs> to be a part of our church family. What a blessing. Because I knew 10 years ago that I wasn't in my 20s. And I knew that someplace along the line, God was going to need to bring somebody. And we didn't know who it was going to be or how it was going to happen. We just trusted that God would bring somebody who would become the senior pastor and we would lay the foundation and do some real heavy lifting, but God would bring somebody after us who would take over full of God's Spirit, bring us on. And so we're so blessed, Pastor Nate, that you, you are here and you are a part of our family. Now, when we began, we didn't know any of these things. We didn't know what the church would look like, who would be in the church. Um, we didn't know where we would be meeting even, but we did know this. Our prayer was that however our church uh, looked, whatever place it met in, that it would have one feature. It would be a healthy, a healthy, life-giving church. That was our prayer. Because I've been to lots of churches. For 13 years, I traveled 120 days a year. 
around the world from the time I was 27 until I was 40 years of age. And so I've spoken in hundreds of churches, Australia, New Zealand, Guatemala, uh, the Netherlands, Germany, all states in America. I've been to churches everywhere, and I've learned that churches are like people. Because really, all a church is is a lot of people together. Churches are like people. Some are incredibly healthy. And you go there, and there's health and life. And some, for whatever reason, have gotten sick, ill, and are suffering. And in all of that, I, I, I had this prayer, Lord, I want our church, whatever it is, wherever it goes, God, I want it to be filled with health and life. And that is a prayer that God has answered for us in a significant way. So what do I mean by health? How do you know a church is healthy? Well, there are signs, there are indications in the Bible of what health looks like when it comes to a church. And I'm going to give you just a few of those so we can give God glory for what He's done over the years. A healthy church is one that stays focused on God's five purposes for the church. So whenever I would travel and I would see a church that was starting to not be so healthy, it's because they would lose focus on God's purposes and then get off into something maybe that they were just interested in, some sidelight, some political cause, some social kind of thing, and, and they were missing out on God's purposes. So my prayer was, God, let us stay focused on your purposes for the church. We were so intent on doing that that we even created a vision for our church. We called it Christ Street Fellowship because that would indicate what those purposes were. You have our vision there inside of your notes. Here's what God gave us 10 years ago. In a spiritually confused world, we will bring the truth that there is only one way to know God, and that is through Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. God told us, stay focused. Don't allow culture anything to take you off. Stay focused on the message, Christ. He is the one Savior of the world. The purpose is worship, worshiping Him and Him alone. God told us this, in an often distracted church, we will prioritize telling others the good news about Jesus and mentoring those who want to grow deeper in their Christian faith. And some of you here are the fruit of that, staying focused on that purpose. And you're going to hear stories later on this morning from some folks who have come to know Christ as a result of us staying focused on that purpose. And then in an increasingly isolated society, we will love God, love others, and build a healthy, life-giving Christian fellowship. And by the grace of God, we've been able to keep doing that. We've been able to keep, keep checking the vital signs. Is that still happening? Is that still going on? Yes, thank you, Lord. And more now than it was 10 years ago. Another vital sign of health in a church are three character qualities. And these are mentioned several times in the New Testament. But Paul writes about them in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He says about the church in uh, in Thessalonica that they were he remembered them without ceasing in prayer their work of faith 
their labor of love, and their patience of hope. What is a healthy church? It's one filled with faith, hope, and love. You see, you can be meeting every Sunday. You can be having good doctrine. You can be doing all kinds of things, a great worship band. But if faith, hope, and love aren't growing in the hearts of everybody, then health is starting to de decline in that church. And three practical characteristics that, that have to be in a church for it to be healthy. First is a soundness of doctrine. There has to be teaching from the Bible, from the Word of God. It has to be the priority of what the church is focused on. And if you were here last fall, you know that that is big time what we have been focused on. God's Word, learning God's Word, teaching God's Word. God's kept us there. And a spiritual leadership. In all my years of traveling in churches around the world, um, I've, I've not taken this for granted. Because somebody can get to be a leader in a church, but yet something kind of get sideways there. And the leadership in this church family, by the way, I want to honor them today. We have an amazing leadership team here. We call them the ministry leadership team. And they have given hour after hour, prayer after prayer, to make sure we stay that healthy church. This last year, we have met on Saturdays and retreats, and we've been focused on all of us growing as a discerning community, as a spiritual community. And they have given countless hours to serve you. And I want to thank them. So if you're in our ministry leadership team, would you stand up right now so we can thank you for your service to our church family? Thank you. And you know what, guys? You are blessed as a church family because these folks, they're not perfect, but they have a heart after Jesus. And then, a healthy church is one that has a servant attitude. Wow. That, by the grace of God, has happened here. If you serve in any capacity, if you have served in any capacity in our church family over the last year, would you now stand to your feet? We want to thank you for your service, your servant heart. Amen. 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 Our vision statement says that we are going to keep focused on telling people the good news about Jesus and mentoring those who want to grow deeper in their faith. And maybe the best way we can celebrate is to hear stories. Stories of what God has done in the life of this church over the last 10 years. And we'll start with that focus of those who have either found faith here 
at Christ's fellowship over the last 10 years or have come back to their faith in Jesus here. Pastor Nate's going to stand in the front with a mic and we're going to have three max four minutes for you to share a story along these lines today because we could be here for a long time. Um, but we want to hear your story. So Dan, would you come and we'll start with Dan and uh, then we'll open up the floor for anyone to come and share their story who has come to faith in Christ or back to faith in Christ. You can stand right there as a, as a result of being part of our church. So Nate, I'll let you take over at this point with Dan. I'd say, and uh, we didn't really go, we went to church every so often, not so much, but we really didn't get the Word of God in us, you know, being little kids and stuff. And as I got older, I kind of straight away went with my friends and all that other stuff, did my things there and kind of separated myself from God. But uh, it wasn't until I got older, you know, I lived my life, got married, got kids, and uh, have three kids uh, and a grandkid right now, which I'm happy they're here with me now. That's how far it's come. But uh, to attend Christ Street here, it was when I moved in with my brother, Sam, and the hardship he went through. He was with his uh, wife, Billy. I know some of you guys remember her as well, and what happened to her, you know, dying early early age, but to see the faith that my brother Sam had in God through all that, you know, it, that's what got me to come here, you know, so I started going with him just to be with him at first, you know, so when he can go to church with and stuff like that, but uh, to hear, my, I remember my first day here, I don't exactly know what was being preached at that time, but to hear Pastor Gary you know, the love that he has in the preach, you know, just the way he presented himself and, and speaking the truth and, and all that made me attend a little bit more, made me come more. I wanted to hear more. And then came along small groups. And so I attended that. And Joanne was head of my group at that time. And I had some questions talking to Joanne. And she came up to me and she gave me this little pamphlet here. says, are you going to heaven? And I read this, went through it that night and through that week. And then a little later on, they had baptism coming up. And I've been feeling it, so I felt, you know, I need to be baptized. So I got baptized here as well. And I've been coming here, like I said, for almost three years, almost three years. And I think I've only missed maybe a total of three or four days. <laughs> But I love coming here. Now I volunteer. I help do slides and videos. Got my kid here, my daughter, my grandson. I mean, it's just been a blessing. And it's. I look forward to coming here every Sunday. And, and, and the way to see the 10th year anniversary, I do feel there's going to be a lot more just by the age group in here. It's everybody from toddlers up. And this is family. And, and I thank you guys, Christ Street. Love you. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. And we love our brother Dan. We love our brother Dan. Let's get Troy to come up. Troy, come on up. Valerie can come if she doesn't say anything. <laughs> She's afraid. She said no. Nah. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Troy. Most of y'all know me. Um, we've been coming for a little over a year now. And I'll tell you, 
When we started, I was probably the furthest you could be from a man of faith or a man of Christ. And we actually came here with the intention of avoiding the Christ part of it. We wanted some community. We wanted some guidance with our kids. But the love and welcoming that just overwhelmed us from the beginning um, really made us feel that you need the Christ part of it to have the community part of it. And I'll tell you, it was Miss Honey on our first day here walked up to us as complete strangers, and she says, Hi, I'm Honey, and I'm a hugger, and just <laughs> hugged us straight away. And I'll tell you, that, that love for a stranger and that welcoming just overwhelms you from the beginning, and you realize that that's Christ's love just enveloping all of us as a family and as a community, helping us all grow together and, and help each other along our roads, and... I'm proud to say that I'm a man of Christ now, and I walk with him every day. Yes. And I'm happy to be here. And I, I want to thank all of you for just welcoming me and my family and all of our craziness just into your community and into your hearts and helping us along the way. And hopefully I can share that love right back to all of you and help you along your way as well. Amen. 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 Thank you, amen. 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 Um, Our Aaliyah, do you want to come up? Okay, come on up, Aaliyah. Oh, good. Uh, Pastor Gary, were you going to say something before? Okay. No, I'll let Aaliyah say something. I'm just, I'm just the mic guy. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm Aaliyah. I've been coming here for um, a few months. And this is not my first time like being in a church because when I was younger... I would go to a Mormon church and it didn't really make sense to me. I thought it was because like I was seven years old, but Julie told me that it doesn't matter. You should like be able to understand it. So I thought that was funny, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I started a new job about five months ago and I had a coworker there named Micah and he told me how like, like about like the word of God and how like he's important and he loves every one of us. And he recommended me to read a story in the Bible, the story of Acts. And I read it and it made me really sad because like, um, God came down from, sorry, heaven and like, like watched over us, tried to like preach us the right word. And he knew that like he hadn't, he was going to die. They're going to kill him, but he didn't run away because I would have, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, instead of, he just accepted that like, he did what he did, and he knew it was right, and that he would have to take a fall for it. And he just accepted it. He like he said his goodbyes, and it really motivated me. Of like this guy who I've never met before really loves and cares about me. And I've had times in my life where I truly thought that I didn't have anybody to talk to, but I would pray, and I would feel like instant relief. And I know that he loves me, and he's here for me. And Shrimp's family too. Um, <laughs> First day, first day I came here, they literally invited me to go to Mexico with them. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'll go. <laughs> and it took a lot of convincing, but my mom said yes. Mr. Shrimp said yes. My work said no, so I couldn't go. But don't worry, I'm going to the next one. That's right. That's right. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> so yeah, I just, and um, I'm glad I reached out to Julie because she's the one that first introduced me to this church. And I feel like everybody here really, like, loves and accepts me for who I am. Like, I feel missed because I do miss a few um, days. And when I come back, they're like, 
girl, oh my gosh, it's been so long. And <laughs> I feel like if this was like any other church, they probably wouldn't even care that I was gone. So, <laughs> yeah, so I just love the community here. And like, yeah, I was invited to their house. We hung out and like, I, um, Shrimp Jr., he looks just like his brothers. So I would see like a photo. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's you. He's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, oh, sorry. But <laughs> yeah, it's a great community. I love coming to church. And I did have it in like, after I devoted my life to Christ, I learned that you, like the stories we would learn were important because um, the week before Christmas, my dog ate my guinea pig and I was really sad about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I've learned to forgive him because I believe it was like the second time I came here, we learned about having to forgive people, even if they suck. So, yeah, my, I'm still mad at my dog, but I forgive him. <laughs> and I just can't wait to continue coming to this church. It's really fun. I love everybody here. Like, it's, it's a great community, and I'm glad that you guys accepted me. I'm glad Julie brought me here. I'm glad Shrimp's family's really nice. And... <laughs> And I can't wait to be baptized, so yes. All right. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. God bless you, Leah. Thank you so much. And we're glad you're part of our church. Oh, yeah. Of course you can say something. You can hold it. <laughs> Go ahead. Hi, I'm Veronica. Um, I'm, this is my dad. I'm the oldest. Be- Beasley, I'm married, so I'm Burke. Um, those are my kiddos. But... I am, um, just want to say how proud I am of you and mom. Um, growing up in a pastor's family is not easy. Um, for, well, we didn't do Halloween, but we did harvest party. I would dress up either as a missionary or Esther from the Bible. Um, for entertainment, I'd memorize, I think, like parables. <laughs> um, and we played Bibleopoly. Um, my dad is a really funny guy um, at home and on stage, but I will say this, that my parents have gone through the highs and lows, and it's not easy being um, a pastor, and um, my parents have been so faithful, and I'm really proud of you guys because it's not for the faint of heart, and um, I, I feel like, Dad, you're going to make me tear up. Um, I'm just You've been serving, and you've been so faithful for so long, and um, I'm just really proud of you. And every time I come here, this is a really unique community and a really unique church, and that you guys are so loving and um, so inclusive, and so they're all clapping for me, so loving and so inclusive and so um, welcoming and heartwarming and hugs, and it's really overwhelming from someone who's just not used to that, but I see how you love my parents, and I'm so grateful, and thank you, and thank you for that, Um, so I really appreciate that, Um, so just thank you guys for loving my parents, and thank you guys for being so faithful. 